Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, what we love to do every single week is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We're obsessed. We love it. We talk about it all the time. Uh, And this week's episode, conversation, is going to be all around the 80-20 rule, otherwise known as the Pareto Principle, coined by my my other secret boyfriend, Villafredo Pareto. And it's just a really neat rule. I'm kind of obsessed with it. Mm. I've always always been interested in the 80-20 rule. Rod, my friend, what do you want to add into the mix to get us started? Well, isn't this topic is such a somewhat of a, like a, a geeky uh well or, or it is a bit of a business. nerd topic isn't yeah, it yeah <laughs> like this reveals your your business side <laughs> you know it reveals your and my math nerd side math nerd right side. like oh there's there's gosh. a math nerds there's a math the, nerd component to this yeah, for sure so you're like all into this italian economist vilfredo pareto who is like i, know. I mean this was throwback 1896 i think or late 1800s this was uh coined or described so why is it leslie why are you so interested in the 80 20 rule wow rod what drives me it's it i'm interested in it because i it it drives me crazy because (laughs) so many folks i think we interpret this to me like we say oh just apply the 80 20 rule just go 80 20 and most people think that means oh just you know put 80 percent of effort in it's okay if we only have an 80 percent solution don't worry about the other 20 percent uh just go go as hard at it as 80 percent let's just see how far we get don't worry about perfection. Progress is enough. And people think make the, you know, think it's the same thing that the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule is the same as that. And it isn't. Mm, and I'm always isn't? fascinated by things in the universe where we kind of think it means one thing, but really it means something else altogether. Mm. And this is one of those things. Mm. It isn't. You know, you're so right to point that out because I kind of, if you would have tested me on this when we started and you said, you know, 80-20 rule means and then gave these different options, I would have struggled to not check that option. <laughs> 80% effort is okay. Hmm. I know. That's how we all, that's how we we all, and, 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 and honest to goodness, it's not like I'm a smarty pants and came to this knowledge on my own. Mm-hmm. It's only because I did my own research or whatever. I, I Like I have for a good majority of my life, defined it the same way but it's so much more powerful Mm -hmm. when we understand what it really means that's where the real there's like magic in understanding what the what the 80 20 rule really is and so what what is it really how would you describe it well i'm so glad you asked rod and i'm so glad i get to describe it this week and then you can add in because i know you've done some research too so what it really means is that 20 percent of effort creates 80 percent of results Mm. or 80 percent of outcomes actually come about because of 20 percent of the effort that you've put into something Mm. 
So completely different than how most of us really walk around understanding it, right? So for example, 20% of the decisions that you make every day drive the outcomes that you experience uh, in whatever thing it is you're trying to make change happen. Oh. Or in a business from a business context, twenty percent of your like I'm going to just use customers in air quotes drive eighty percent of your business results, or twenty percent of your effort you put into your work drives eighty percent of your outcomes and what it is you're trying to achieve. All right, can I use? So it's very different. So could I use this to explain? I'm, okay, hold on. I'm just playing a situation out. So like. I, I like to, you know, hobby, build some stuff. I'm going to build a deck or something on the weekend. And 20% of my effort is going to make 80% of the deck. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain that to my family. I'm like, look, it's, it's more <laughs> or less done. 80% is done. You don't need have, the rest. I don't Because that 80% of effort, the remaining part, that's too much. You mean railing and like <laughs> painting it? Oh, all the finishing takes so much. You but, guys put your 20% into that and then we'll get to 100. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear what you, yeah, you're right. So like 20% of, uh, but what did you say? I think it's more like it's the preparation and the thinking. Like mm. if you spent 20% of focused time mm-hmm. getting ready to build that deck, mm. that you would achieve success faster and better Mm -hmm. than if you just sort of like went at it like crazy without that kind of focus time is my is my interpretation of the of the 80 20 yeah but i don't i don't subscribe to that uh rule of thought i uh i'm gonna have to think of the italian uh philosopher who who i follow which is just start without a plan (laughs) I, i have the just start without a plan rule that's what I fall. You don't. <laughs> for sure. I don't believe that for one oh my God. second. It's the most fun. Um, but you said something so interesting. Do you put together IKEA furniture without reading the instructions? Well, that's a whole different other subject because, I mean, first of all, <laughs> IKEA instructions don't actually have any words. They have these like, you know, bonhomme kind of little of the figures. Little characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you said, okay, I want to go back to, you said something super interesting, which was like 20% of decisions or uh, plans drive 80% of an outcome. And let's let's Mm -hmm. apply this to life decisions. Mm -hmm. Could it be like even, yeah, I was even thinking like, you know, say exercising or uh, healthy eating or self-care is kind of what you're saying is like you don't have to you actually can get a lot of results by putting that first 20 percent of effort right. into it like think of it as like i mean i do a lot of meal prep now so on sunday one day of the week i spend like i i spend a little bit of time on saturday sort of thinking through what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna cook i get those groceries I cook, I do big batch cooking on Sunday for like a two or three hours to make sure I have healthy meals throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So that's 20% of my effort-ish, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's never an exact, it's never an exact model. Mm-hmm. But let's say that that's about 20% of my effort. And then I get the healthy eating benefits that 80% comes the rest of the week. Ooh. 
some people do that in like when in the before times when investment. you would yeah right right yeah. in the before times <laughs> in the before times when we would actually like get dressed and go to the office i knew people who on sunday would plan their outfits out throughout the week so that in the mornings like these are people who aren't like morning people necessarily mm -hmm. they weren't frozen by indecision on weekday mornings on what to wear and and like you know what how to present themselves at work mm. because they they spent that time planning on sunday every day they knew what they were going to wear Ooh. that of course is the before times yes yeah, yeah. but like it's it's you know there's it's these moments where we can take a little bit of effort and really turn it into something positive for ourselves yeah Oh and they say that, I mean, I kind of feel like um, I don't do this, you may do this, but that high impact intensity training, I think oh, it's called yes. HIT training, yeah, I'm doing right? This all the and time. it's short and sweet, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like a short and tiny, <laughs> tiny workout, but you reap all the rewards from a teeny, tiny workout. Yeah, I'm laughing because I, I think that all relates to the 80 yeah. 20 rule. But then I think there's also. Um, I think there's an emotional component to this as well. Mm -hmm. Ooh, tell us more. I think there's like a, we've talked about this before when we chat together, Rod, but the notion of where we're, where we are focusing our time and energy makes a difference. Yes. And I think you know where I'm headed with this one. So well, I feel like I, do you have a story you want to tell on this one? Because I have one for sure. Oh, no, no. But you have I, some good stories around this one too. Yeah. No, I want you to say, but because uh, I'm, because one, I've forgotten the story I was going to tell. And two, <laughs> I, I'm actually, my mind is caught up in this mind blown moment that you've provided me and, and all of our thousands of listeners the like i'm still absorbing this point that you're like actually it, it's so helpful to to realize that you don't have to it, it, it makes the task at hand less daunting when you know yeah. that you can this effort can actually have a bigger impact this 20 percent effort can have this bigger impact and i'm just absorbing in all the different implications of that so you have it's to now go cool, and tell it? your story. It's, about it's, <laughs> I like this is honestly why I love the real definition of the Pareto yeah. principle is because it is so powerful in how we use it in our lives. If like if we think of it this way, and most of us use it in such a mundane way, you know. Yeah. So here, I think emotion for me, the emotional side of this, which I think is like crazy powerful and mm -hmm. you know me rod i am obsessed with the happy path and mm -hmm. obsessed with like how do i find optimal ways to be happy in every moment of mm -hmm. my life mm -hmm. knowing that mm -hmm. that's an impossible goal but again if i think of like what are the little what are my 20 percent efforts to get me there i was thinking about this this week because uh S some stuff happened mm -hmm. that got in my head like that took me to the dark side mm. And that stuff that took me to the dark side was probably, it probably, you know, was like a 30 minute conversation that mm -hmm. took me to the dark side. Mm -hmm. And then that was rattling around in my head mm. for such a long time 
afterwards. And like, I mean, a day, not like, like, not like the week or whatever, but a day for a day, I was kind of consumed by this tiny conversation that had happened was taking up at least 80% of my brain. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and I was maybe possibly even more if I had 150% at that moment, that's how much this thing was taking up in my brain. It was not pretty. And I was angry and I was unhappy. And like, and that night it affected my sleep, Mm. like all the things. And then the next morning, I thought, well, wait a second. <laughs> like, I don't want this thing, this one thing, to be the thing that defines me for the rest of the week and my mindset. Mm-hmm. And then you and I started, I think, ch- tangentially talking about the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I have fallen victim to this <laughs> in the dark way mm-hmm. in that this tiny thing happened and then had this, like, mushroom cloud impact on the rest oh. of my on the rest of my day yeah and once i put all those puzzle pieces together i started to come out of it and it was okay but yeah. it really there is a there is a light side and a dark side to this right yeah the light side is if we're conscious and focused on those 20 percent of things that really make us happy mm-hmm. journaling time with your furry people mm-hmm. time with people that you love etc cetera, etc cetera, that can sustain you, mm-hmm. you know, like that can be a sustaining quality for the rest of your week. Mm-hmm. But equally, if we allow that sort of that like one dark experience to last and linger and rattle around, then it can also take up oh, yeah. that mind, that oh, mind yeah. share yeah. and, uh, and, and leave us feeling unhappy and rattled and all the things. Yeah. So that was my, that was my experience on the dark side yeah. of my secret boyfriend, Villafredo Pareto, oh. which also, I just love saying his name, which <laughs> like, what a great name. It's one of the best names in history. It's a great name. Yes. The, uh, but it, yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Leslie, because like I, I think Thank you, Rod. one of the, you know, how you were able to, and I say this from extensive experience of being absorbed and caught up in things that are, you know, negative things that are mentally consuming me for a long period of time. And mm-hmm. it's the, I guess there's w- the one observation is that it's going to happen to that stuff happens to the best of us. But it's like, how long do we stay in that zone? Right. And and um, how can we, when we realize we're in that zone, stick handle out of it? And so I hear what you're saying. Like, you, there was a moment where you realized, like, hold on a second. This little bit is taking up all my mind space on the, like, now and in, in a negative way. And is that what you're, like, you were, was that your first yeah. observation? Like, okay, this, I can change this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But how did you? 100%. I didn't apply it to the Pareto principle until you and I were talking about yeah. the Pareto principle, I think a couple days later. Yeah. But but that next morning when I hadn't slept and, and like I was feeling terrible and mm-hmm. I was heading into another day, I thought, oh, do I really want this day to be affected by that one conversation yesterday? No, mm-hmm. that's an easy answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's an easy answer. And no, I do not. Yeah. And so as soon as I made that decision, I started. And then for me, it's like, 
you know, I sort of pause and pay attention to the things I know that make me happy, right? So yeah. I paused and I snuggled with Charlie and Echo and I spent a little bit more time on my yoga mat that morning. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of nurtured myself with my favorite tea first thing, like all the little things that... Um, yeah, but you did more than I that. I knew would that... trigger me more into the happy space, you know? Good. It was just... Which is good, but I think you did. I think you're not revealing your secret. Uh, other steps. What's my secret? Your other steps taken to help you help this pass through, like this, what the situation kind of moves through you. Like, the, I, you know, you were, and, and it kind of touches on stuff that we've talked about before, but it's the classic is like we never remember it in the actual minute it takes us a day to realize it but you were saying the um you acknowledged you allowed the emotions that you're feeling you recognized them you didn't yeah you spent gave it gave them time and space to then allow them to move through i did do that yeah i forgot i did that <laughs> i i think that's the that is as important it's it's the combination of these these things that good old rain model huh that rain model i swear to you i still i have that sticker by my desk all the time and it like doesn't, I, I am always looking yes. at that sticker and we realize it doesn't ma- doesn't matter what the a stands for because nobody can remember what the a stands for allow allow oh, allow because i just looked at it recently <laughs> but, right recognize allow allow investigate nurture investigate nurture but then it just allows it to then for you to uh for it to move through but it started with i think the really important thing also you're saying is that you acknowledge it's like hey this is there i don't want this to take up my 80 yeah. percent of my mind this week so um and then to take steps to it and then i think the other thing as well is it, remembering that it's a choice right mm-hmm. like it that that I had that I had that decision inflection point to make. Mm-hmm. No one else was going to suffer if I stayed unhappy, but me. I mean, maybe some of the people who I'm were in right. meetings with me as the day went on. Yeah. But the primary person suffering was going to be me, yeah. not the other person, nobody else. And I thought, do I really, do I really want to suffer the rest of the day? Do I really want to feel unhappy the rest of the day? Mm-hmm. Easy, mm-hmm. easy. The answer is a no. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know. So I back to the eighty twenty, or we should probably call it twenty eighty, but it doesn't. <laughs> I know it just sounds easier eighty twenty, yeah. but it really is twenty eighty. Is um, I'm still like just a shout out to the idea that you shared. It's kind of weird to say a shout out to your idea that, you, but the the of uh, you know, it's when these things that we want to do. Um, we don't. It, it's not insurmountable effort to get us off onto a good path. If, uh, yeah. Exercise, eating right, taking care of yourself. I think that's um, that's a really that's a really big idea. At least that I'm taking it. I, I do. There's a. It's yeah. It's a freeing idea, isn't it? Yeah. It it really is that idea of progress over perfection. Like we get mm. we get frozen by the 100%. Oh my gosh. We get yeah, frozen it, by the idea of perfect. Yes. You, oh, but if Leslie, we can just do 20%. Today. 
I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you tied it. You're right. I don't know what's you're happening. You're right to tie it into the perfect. It is totally a, a pushback against the perfectionist tendency we all have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That does. It stops us from moving. And this, like, it frees us. If we can say to ourselves, I never thought of it this way, except now as we're talking about it. But if we can say to ourselves, okay, what if I could do 20%? Mm-hmm. What if I could just do that? What would that look like? Yeah. What would 20% look like? Yeah. How would it manifest? What would it do? How would I do it? Mm-hmm. And then just see the, you know, ra- like, as I think even, even, you know, people say start a gratitude journal and yeah. stuff like that. And people think that means you have to write pages and pages. What if it's a sentence? Yeah. What if it's a word? Yeah. Like, what if it's just, you know, like, what if, What if it's just one sticker on a desk? Totally. Rather than telling ourselves that unless I have the book and I'm writing, you know, 50 words a day, I'm not successful. Like, yeah. What if, what if the path to it yeah. is just those little baby steps, yeah. those tiny decisions that we make along the way? Yeah. 20%. Totally. I like it. I never thought of it that way either. Like (laughs) I say, until we were talking about it. That's what I love about our conversations. We figure stuff out. Yeah. Like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even possible. Exactly. (laughs) (sighs) So I, 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 my other story, I don't know if I, this was the story that, around the Pareto that I was uh, um, going to share. But I do have this thing against like applying. uh, This is for a deeper other topic, but like applying this mathematical notion in a, in a very concrete way. I like how we're applying it here. It's like, it's a guide to help to free us from, yeah, from, block you know self-limiting beliefs it's like oh i have to get this all right if i'm going to make a difference here but the it's the um the opposite if you get like use the bell curve in math you know it's this concept it looks like this upside down u oh, yes. and then 80 percent 80 percent is most of the area under the curve and the 20 percent is like the ex- each end of the tail and and then it starts labeling it, sometimes it's used to label people and label like, you know, and change. It's like you're the you're the adopter. You're twenty percent of the people are always going to adopt your idea, and twenty percent are always going to hate it. And uh, but that's that's a, a topic that will take us in a different, interesting way. Um, but yeah, I it's th- kind of like when math and this that's more e- like even the Pareto principle. It's more economic theory than pure math. But um, that's when, like, economics is and statistics are used for the dark side. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a... <laughs> I think there's a whole topic to... Because I agree with you. I, there is a... There is a dark side to it. There is a there is a dark side to how we understand it and, and how we use it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you. Let's, like, let's do that whole idea of the adoption curve mm-hmm. and what it means and, and how we get labeled in different things and, and what that does to the human psyche, mm-hmm. both like, I mean, you and I could talk about it from a change practice perspective, mm-hmm. but I think it's also, there's a little bit of it in life as well mm-hmm. that creates like a little bit of a, Oh, well, 
And yeah. it does tie back to our Pareto principle. Oh, I may as well not start. I may yeah. as well just give up because yeah. there's no way I'm ever going to be able to dot, 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 yeah. fill in the, that's right. You know, yeah, there's uh, the, all these juicy things are all interrelated as always, yep. which is yep. fabulous. Yep. Or the class that I love is the, you know, it may be in one situation you do, you are, an, you, an early adopter. Maybe in one situation you're doing something which is new and nobody else is doing and you're love it and explore it. And then in another situation, you're different. You're more of a reserved approach. You want to wait to see other. Right. But it's, it's the, it, this is, is that we're in, we're not always the same in every situation that we're in. And so, uh, my once another attack on labels that uh, for me because I don't why I don't like labeling people is that we're it depends which is perhaps well it feels very fixed mindsetty oh, to yeah. say someone is always a this or never and never a that yeah. or you know whatever those things are it's dane it's perilously close to fixed mm-hmm. mindset thinking applied to human beings yep. and I mean. I think we're all trying to find our way out of that. I think there's been a lot of that through the course of human history, and I think we're all hopefully trying to find our way out of that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's for next time. Well, maybe not for next next time, but like an upcoming episode for sure. We're going to get more into those labels that come from the Mm -hmm. so-called normal curve, Mm -hmm. which also (laughs) I don't want to be called normal. For the record. <laughs> totally. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Yuck. It's all I wanted when I was a teenager. And now that I am not a teenager anymore, I can't imagine anything more insulting mm-hmm. than being called normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's another topic for another day as well. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fun. Thank you for yeah. indulging me in talking about this one. Oh, I know I, that the 80-20 rule was more like my uh you, my you did, math nerd yeah my math nerd extravaganza well, thank, on a sunday thank you for sharing this great insight big idea that's that i'm adopting already see i'm an early adopter in this because <laughs> <laughs> you're not normal hooray <laughs> yeah awesome. okay my friend okay. i'll talk to you later thanks, thanks for listening everybody bye bye